Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Special technique of shadow boxing. movement had been a little bit disturbed about that, but he 
knows and he understands that the host has his, um, how would you say, uh, weaknesses uh, when it comes to certain things. So um, that is why I have missed a couple of shows here and there. But uh, like I said, here we are um, around 2020, May 2020, and this is basically a, what is it, a, uh, yeah, celebration. So my thing is is that uh, I am kind of thankful for uh, being around for this amount of time, and uh, what I want to do is kind of um, play something in reference to all of that. Let's see if we can run it. Yeah, that's right. Five years in the game. Five years in the game. Talking about yeah, buddy. That's what it is, man. It's been five years in the game. Five years of doing podcasts, and it, it has been, um, you know, it's branched out. I uh, have been writing articles, um, boxing articles uh, for some time, a little bit before that. But starting off this uh, podcast has really, you know, opened up a lot of things for me when it comes to the sport of boxing. Um, you know, because of that, I had been branching out to cover various events, um, mainly uh, around the East Coast. Um, so me being an independent uh, columnist, so to speak, has, um, you know, opened me up to, you know, doing various things as far as, like, the game goes and, um, you know, went to many fights within the New York D.C. area, um, you know, some, you know, within the Las Vegas area, and um, also, like, my last, uh, the last event that I covered was the, um, the Mikey Garcia versus Jesse Vargas event at the Star in Frisco. Um, what have been the event with Shakur Stevenson? over in the theater at Madison Square Garden, but know what happened from Friday, March 13th, up until now. So hopefully we get things back going when it comes to these live events uh, with the sport of boxing, and I'll be, you know, there and available to uh, cover uh, all of that. Uh, but, you know, for the time being, um, you know, we're here, uh, you know, talking about, you know, what's going on uh, within this uh, sport of boxing uh, currently. I will, you know, at one point revisit um, the past year that we've had on the boxing source where we've, you know, covered specific events um, and we've had a few, you know, moments. Um, surrounding these events, uh, specifically 
um, the rematch between Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz Jr., and also the rematch between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. We'll see if we can revisit um, both of those uh, here in this particular podcast. Uh, but uh, we do have a special guest uh, scheduled for uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time uh, as the uh, NABO Super Middleweight Champion uh, will be scheduled to uh, come on to this uh, particular show. So, um, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Um, but also, you know, we'll you know go through a few news notes that's you know out there in the uh, boxing world. Um, you know, like for example, a possibility that um, there could be live boxing action over in New Zealand, featuring the former WBO heavyweight champion Joseph Parker. Um, Joseph Parker uh, is, you know, slated to try to get himself back into the hunt for a world title. Um, you know, but there, you know, also, you know, is a couple of things that he has to do. Joseph Parker was a uh, part of that um, fight card over at the Star Cristo going up against Shondell Winters and, you know, getting that uh, stoppage victory there. Um, I think that he is on a slow, kind of like a slow path to uh, getting himself in contention uh, for, you know, a world title. Um, but, you know, for me, I, I just think that um, him having this potential bout, which is against Lucas Brown over in uh, New Zealand, actually, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Lucas Brown, you know, had the, what was that, the WBA regular championship, um, and then after he won it, they got stripped. And then he had his fight against uh, Dylan White, uh, where he got, you know, what, knocked a spark, knocked spark out. Um, and, you know, since then, it's really he really hasn't really done that much. Uh, so, um, a potential bout between Joseph Parker and Lucas Brown is uh, one thing to, you know, kind of consider. Um, there was, like, you know, some talk about, Joseph Parker uh, potentially uh, fighting uh, Junior Falk, uh, who is, you know, a kind of like a regional rival of Joseph Parker. But it's, uh, they said that Junior Falk kind of like, asked for a little bit more money than they were willing to dish out. So as far as that fight is concerned, man, uh, that's like out of the cards. Um, they said that also uh, with the manager of um, Joseph Parker, who is, um, you know, Higgins, that uh, Davis Higgins, that um, if you can't get Lucas Brown, then uh, maybe they could get uh, Dempsey McKean uh, from uh, Queensland. Uh, but uh, we'll see uh, how they'll be able to, you know, pull that off. They say that the local government there in New Zealand uh, has, you know, restriction on their limiting, you know, live events and not having no more than 100 people. Um, so uh, 
but that's still the case around August, and they want to, you know, try to pull that off, and um, you'll see how they'll be able to, you know, get those things done. Um, the other thing is, like, it looks like they're going forward with the pay-per-view bout with Gervonta Davis and Leo Santa Cruz. And um, this is Tate Davis, uh, who has, you know, won the title uh, over at uh, Super Featherweight. It has the WBA regular title at Lightweight right now. Uh, he did, you know, have his fight over in Atlanta at the end of last year um, against Yuri Orkis Gamboa and ended up getting a stoppage victory there. Uh, going up against Lil Santa Cruz, who, you know, was a former featherweight champion. Uh, moved up to Super Featherweight to get a, you know, a belt over at Super Featherweight. And this bout has been talked about uh, happening for, you know, months now. As they were trying to get Devontae Tate Davis to be a uh, pay-per-view attraction uh, there for Showtime. Looks like, you know, Leonard Ellaby and uh, – um, Floyd Mayweather and Stephen Espinosa have plans for the Baltimore native uh, there and they said that they are locking down that fight between him and Leo Santa Cruz. Now, I mean, for me, I, I am still in doubt that Devontae Davis can make 130 pounds. I mean, this is, you know, somebody in, uh, you know, Tank Davis that uh, did have the thing where in his particular bout uh, that he had where he was the part of the undercard for uh, Floyd Mayweather against uh, Conor McGregor. And in that particular fight, oh, man, I mean, he came in there. He was, you know, uh, overweight. And that was, you know, something where he could have had that, what was that, the IBF Super Featherweight Championship. And then um, he was there overweight for that particular fight. That actual fight wasn't really a pleasing fight uh, for many. Uh, so kind of like left a bad taste in a good amount of people's mouths. Um, but after that, he's, you know, had a string of KO victories uh, against Jesus Cuellar, Hugo Ruiz, Ricardo Nunez. That was a hometown fight for Tank Davis. And then against Yuri Orcus Gamboa um, in Atlanta. And, you know, that particular fight uh, in Atlanta was, to me, a fairly successful event for Tank Davis. Um, and so they're kind of like trying to build off of that momentum. Uh, they looked like they were planning to have this particular fight between Tank Davis and Leo Santa Cruz over in the Los Angeles area. We'll have to see if that is, you know, going to be their actual plan for that. Um, for me, I, I think that would kind of work in a sense for 
Tank Davis, uh, having a fight against Leo Santa Cruz, who, you know, is a uh, fighter uh, that, you know, was based around, uh, you know, uh, California there. And, um, you know, with, with him being, you know, based in California, he's going to have a good amount of fans uh, there to support him. And Gamonte Tank Davis uh, would be, you know, kind of uh, out there as the uh, heel, so to speak, um, in that particular matchup. So uh, that would be interesting to see how that uh, fight turns out. Like I said, with it being at 130 pounds, um, and it's probably going to have that, uh, what is it, that WBA uh, title. Uh, on the line uh, there. So, uh, like I said, with uh, Leo Santa Cruz being there for uh, Rosemead, uh, he's, you know, had a you know, few fights over in the Los Angeles area, uh, like Abner Mares and the Staples Center, um, Rafael Rivera at Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles, and uh, Chris Avalos at the SubHub Center. So, uh, that you know, kind of fight I think would be uh, good to have over in the Los Angeles area uh, to see if that will, you know, go down. It's like I said, it will be the uh, first uh, pay-per-view fight for uh, Devontae Tate Davis to uh, basically be, you know, featured as the headliner uh, for that. Um, you know, Leonard Ellaby did say that, uh Tate Davis won't have any problems making 130 pounds uh, there. Uh, and uh, he says that uh, Tate understands the seriousness of being a professional, and he has a very good understanding of that, and he's really excited about fighting uh, Santa Cruz. Uh, so uh, it says that um, – like Leo, uh, not Leo Santa Cruz, but Leonard Ellaby says that, um, you know, with uh, Tank being the young guy uh, and him, you know, staying disciplined, then he'll be able to make 130 pounds. So um, we'll see how that's going to work out. As, uh, you know, they said that um, they're going to make it a Showtime pay per view event. And you know, I guess that, you know, with it being a Showtime pay-per-view event, they're going to, you know, make it to the point where they're going to have fans in the stands for this. Um, I did say that it could be around the Los Angeles area. Um, how the state of California handles live events um, is up in the air. So, for me, I kind of feel that, if they do try to pull this off in Los Angeles, you might see a limited, a limited uh, crowd there uh, by the time that they do this, uh, whether it's like in October or, you know, November or something like that. You may still have a limited uh, crowd there. So kind of like depends on how they do, you know, live sporting events because, you know, with uh, California, you have the, you know, the football teams there. You have the uh, Rams there, you have the Chargers there, uh, you have, of course, the basketball teams, Lakers, Clippers, Kings, Warriors, uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to handle 
lot of sporting events there. Yeah, you had the Dodgers, the Giants, uh, the Angels, too, baseball. So when it comes to, you know, that as far as, like, uh, particularly basketball, with it being an indoor, um, you know, indoor spectator sport, that that may control how they go about doing this particular bout. I think that if they're going to have Kate Davis versus Leo Santa Cruz over in Los Angeles, they're going to see how things work with, you know, the Lakers, the Clippers, and how they handle uh, the audience there for those games first before going forward with having this particular fight uh, at the, uh, like, say, the Staples Center or something like that. So uh, that's how that's going to, you know, kind of, like, work out. Um, uh, for those listening in live, you can uh, call in at 347-237-5539. Once again, that's uh, 347-237-5539. Press the one key to get on cue, and you'll be able to talk live on the show. Um, I wanted to see if uh, there is anyone uh, that is, you know, on YouTube. You can catch this on YouTube live as well. Uh, and if you want to participate on YouTube, you could uh, go on the chat on YouTube, and then there's also a link through YouTube to see if you would. I'd like to be able to join live that way. So um, right now i got like about, you know, another few minutes or so before our uh, special guest comes on. Uh, so want to uh, – man, I don't even know if I want to do it. Uh, boy, this is from uh, Friday, man. And I know that we, we had like a uh, live – Sporting event that was on the ESPN Family Networks yesterday. Uh, that's through UFC, and um, it seems like uh, that particular event has, you know, kind of uh, you know triggered a few people within the sport of boxing, um, but. You know, you also had, you know, this uh, thing with uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Um, well, he did kind of, you know, give a little bit of props to um, Dana White for, you know, kind of like hosting a uh, an event uh, for UFC. Um, but then uh, they did have, uh, you know, back and forth um, in reference to Oscar De La Hoya potentially said that, um, he would fight Conor McGregor. Uh, you know, he did uh, have an interview uh, through CBS Sports, and uh, I think he said, like, hey, that two rounds mean, uh, oh, come on, brother, two rounds. One thing about me is I went for the kill always. You know, look, Conor McGregor, I love him in the octagon. I respect him. I watch him all the time. But the boxing ring is a whole different story. You know, uh, and <laughs> it said uh, that he uh, had a little back and forth with Dana White as Dana White, uh, you know, kind of like taunted Oscar De La Hoya a little bit of reference to a potential fight between Oscar and um, Conor McGregor. 
And then uh, Oscar, you know, said back to him, like, hey, man, you're such a little bitch. Never lace a glove other than being a box robots teacher. <laughs> he said, Virginia Brothers are the ones who built the business, and you were lucky enough to just have of USC, little bitch. Oh, no. Oh, man. Uh, and he said that, uh, you know, in reference to the thing with uh, him and Conor McGregor, he said that he didn't really openly challenge Conor McGregor. Uh, they just, you know, brought up a question as a potential fight between, you know, Austin Delahoy and Conor McGregor. And he just said, you know, say, you know, flat out that, um, you know, that he just felt like he would take out Conor McGregor in two rounds. And, um, you know, it's kind of, you know, funny that, you know, we still have this thing with Conor McGregor and that he is, you know, still one of the uh, biggest marketing um, fighters in, in combat sports, probably like currently as an active fighter, the most lucrative fighter in combat sports right now. So when you have guys like uh, Oscar De La Hoya or, you know, even still Paulie Malinazzi talking about, you know, fighting Conor McGregor in the boxing ring is because they know that having someone like Conor uh, out there selling a fight and having a fan base that that fight with Conor McGregor would be a financially successful type of fight. I mean, we've seen what happened when he did fight Floyd Mayweather as you have somebody, Conor McGregor, who a lot of people like in UFC or mixed martial arts, and you have Floyd Mayweather, the most successful fighter in the sport when it comes to, you know, um, money and pay-per-view buys. And, you know, even though it really wasn't that much of a fight, you still had a lot of people buy that pay-per-view. So there you you have uh, Carter McGregor as still one of the most marketable guys in sports. Uh, so whether it's uh, Austin Delahoye or Paulie Malignaggi or anybody around the boxing game that would want something or want that smoke with Conor McGregor, they know that the money is behind Conor McGregor in and they're out there and they want to fight him, then that's basically, you know, what, what you would get is someone that uh, would kind of bring in the money uh, for that potential fight to happen uh, there. So, you know, that's what we got um, in reference to uh, that particular topic. Um, I want to see, like, what else was out there. Um that we're kind of like, you know, looking ahead to. I did talk about the whole thing with Mike Tyson's uh, last time. Uh, so, won't really revisit that. Um, you know, the whole thing with uh, Floyd Mayweather, um, you know, him, uh, as far as like a potential comeback, he's like, yeah, nah, he really, you know, don't have to do it. You know that much. Uh, there's not really much interest uh, for that. Um, you know he did. You know he is uh, kind of like staying in shape. You know so to speak. So 
he he's kind of like getting himself out there for that. Um, but as far as like him returning to the ring, that's kind of like out of the cards uh, for him. So not really, you know, going to venture into that uh, all too tough. Um, real quick, got uh, call in from the eight one three area code on with us. Welcome to the fifth anniversary of the Boston Source Radio Show. What's good? What's going on, man? What's going on? Yo, just chilling, man. Just finally got a chance to call in, man. I just made it to Orlando. Oh. Is Steve on there ready? Huh? Steve still on or he gone? Nah, he hasn't got in yet. I told him to call in in a couple minutes. Okay, okay. I just got to Orlando. So I'm going to listen in until he calls, all right? I'm still driving. All right, that'll work. That'll work. All right. So, um... So, yeah, I was going to talk about the whole thing there with uh, uh, Floyd. Uh, you know, I've talked a little bit of reference to him being a uh, trainer of sorts. So he's kind of like, I think he's kind of like focusing on that um, right now at this particular juncture. Uh, so, um, you know, with that, he doesn't feel like there is that much of a, you know, there is that much of an interest for him to return to the ring, uh, even though he's, you know, had those videos out where he's looking like he's, you know, training uh, to a certain extent. Uh, but, you know, other than that, he's kind of good way that point. So, with that being said, um, he's like, let me just, you know, be me. Um, you know, like he's talking about, uh, you know, being very happy uh, with the way that his uh, career went. Um, and you're still going to have, you know, guys out there calling out for Mayweather. Uh, you know, they were talking about the whole thing between uh, him and Errol Spence Jr. Um, you're always going to have, uh, you know, uh, potential matchups or fantasy fights between like the likes of a Errol Spence or a Terrence Crawford or Keith Thurman or whatever it is. Uh, they did kind of like try to throw out a little bit of a tease of a rematch between Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao, but that's you know not necessarily going to you know happen all too tough there. So um, so that's the thing uh, on that. But right now. Uh, we have our uh, special guest that's uh, pretty much on the line. Uh, here he is, you know, um, from Omaha, Nebraska, with a record of 16-0, and 0, and he is currently the NABO Super Middleweight Champion. That is so cold. Not too cold, but so cold. Steven Nelson, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, doing we good, can't man. Brother, 13 knockouts, good. too. <laughs> yeah, 13 knockouts, man. 13 knockouts. Yeah, <laughs> gotta, yeah, gotta add that in there, man. So, um, yes, sir. how you been doing here in this uh, little period of quarantine? 
Oh, man, I've been doing fine, man. You know, like, other than boxing, I pretty much do everything else, too. Um, so I've just been staying busy with uh, a, a lot of handyman work and uh, lawn care and everything. So I stay busy doing it. Oh, I, I feel you. I feel you. I, I've, I've heard that you, you know, are uh, very talented with, with that, uh, you know, the landscape and the lawn care and, and among other things. So we'll be, you know, visiting that at some point uh, here uh, in the show. But, you know, going into, you know, your pro career, uh, you did have your latest fight um, over at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Um, where you yes. faced uh, Kelly and you were able to, you know, beat him down and, and get the stoppage uh, in the eighth round. So uh, go through that particular fight for a little bit. Um, well, going into that fight, a lot of the uh, box analysts had him beat me. And, and even on the betting odds, they had him up um, on the betting odds. So, you know, I like challenges like that though because it makes me go in there and and uh give him my all. And mm-hmm. and for watching him I, I just already knew I was like, Man, I can beat this dude. Like I ain't you know, what I mean I wasn't too too worried about it because I knew what I'm capable of even if other people don't see it. Um and for my prior fights, like, I have the mindset where if the job requires a screwdriver, why pull out my hammer? You know, I don't don't have to show everybody everything I can do, you know, every time I fight. So, it's it's a lot that people haven't seen and still haven't seen thus far with with the boxing. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah, like you said, I mean, you, you didn't have to pull out a hammer when you could, you know, have a flathead or, or, or you know, a flathead screwdriver or something, you know, or a Phillips screwdriver to pull out on them. And, you know, you were able to showcase your skills uh, there against Killick. Um, and, you know, you were able to, you know, kind of like time them uh, early in the fight and, and get them with, uh, you know, good uppercuts um, early. And then once you started to work on the body, that's when, you know, we – Started to break down a little bit, and and, and Brendan McGurk said, like, yeah, and McGurk said, yo, that's enough, man, that's enough, and, and he yeah, stopped because fighting. it was like I was whitewashing him. It was like he wasn't doing that. He wasn't answering to nothing. And the crazy part is, is I was just doing the same thing, like because I have in my head, like if if the if one thing is working, I'm gonna keep trying it until you figure it out. I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm not gonna stop yeah. doing it. Until you figure it out and you adjust to it, I'm not going to change what I'm doing. So when I, um, it's crazy. Game plan. Um, going into the fight was to box him and move, but right before I'm warming up, and one of my coaches is like, "Hey, Steven, I was watching him again, and I feel like you can catch him with the uppercut." Or the uh, uppercut to the body, like uppercut to the chair, uppercut to the body. Keep. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, got you. And I just was doing what the coach told me to do. Yep. And now, it was working, and the guy didn't adjust to it. So 
you know, that was that was his fault, and uh, I prevailed with it. Um, 
I'm not too big on calling out people because like I feel like that's reaching. Like I don't reach for I don't reach for that type of attention. Uh-huh. But I'm up to fight, you know, anybody because I know what I'm capable of and I know that I can fight the best of the best and beat them. Now, you know, you being a a product of, you know, Omaha, Nebraska, I mean, uh, you know, I know about the former undisputed super lightweight, now current WBO welterweight champion, Terrence Crawford, uh, being from Omaha, Nebraska, and, you know, you being uh, affiliated with him, and, like, y'all have the same trainer there, Bo Mack, so kind of like going to... So being another product of Omaha, Nebraska, and competing uh, there and, and being among the uh, top guys, at least, you know, within the super middleweight division. Uh, so how does it feel like being a product of Omaha and, you know, being up there with the likes of Terrence Crawford? Um, it's just like having a blueprint, you know. Like you have somebody, and I've been around since before he was a champion. And I grew up with him and everything. So seeing where he's come, he's he's come from, and see where he's he's at now. I know that you know it's not it's not too far fetched. So it it keeps me working hard, and and looking forward to getting to the same place. And you know what you got to do because he's with me. I'm with him. You know, training every day. Yeah, and we push each other. So, like I say, it's a it's, it's a blueprint right in front of me, and all I do is follow it. Gotcha, gotcha. Now I know that in the last fight that you had there against Kelly, they kind of um, you know, hinted at the story that you had uh, there with um, Terrence Crawford, where he kind of like uh, saw you uh, over at a gas station or something like that. And uh, yeah. there was like a little thing that was going down or about to go down. Oh, yeah. He had my back. You know, we like I said, we grew up together. And uh, he knew he knew who I was. And it was after a, um, like a club outing. And we went out and and uh some guys who I had a problem with uh they wanted to they wanted to fight me and I'm like I ain't gonna back down for no fight, you know, especially calling me out in front of all my people. You know, and Bud was like, Well shoot, I'll go over there with you if they and if it if it get hectic, you know, I got your back. Yeah. And uh we got a big fight and it was it was like, Man, I, I can't even count, man. It was me and him and it was like fifteen of them. <laughs> and all I remember is seeing dudes drop, dropping dudes. And this is before I started boxing. This was this was when I was when I was seventeen. I didn't start boxing until I was twenty one. So 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 then I mean you you had that you know. Um, you know, encounter and it, it kind of like um, was like, like you just said, like you were like, you weren't necessarily in the boxing uh, at that particular point, but you know, you knew that you were able to hold your own against a good amount of people. Yeah, I like, wanted, yo, it's like, 
Right. <laughs> Two against 15. Yo. Right. I've always been a street fighter. I've always been, you know, always been a fighter, like, my whole life. I've been always like that. I had uncles that, you know, when I come home crying about somebody bullying me or somebody picking on me, they had me go out there and fight them. And ever since then, it's just been, I just always, I'll never back down from a fight, no matter what, because, because of what I learned from them. Oh, true. Now, um, let me see if uh, I think um, you got eight one three. Uh, eight one three, you still on uh, there with us, uh, Gary? Hey, what's what's going on, fellas? What's going on? I just checked in the hotel. Hello, I'm still here. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yep, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I was just checking. I just checked in the hotel. What's going on, Steve? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I can't complain, man. Just made it to Orlando. Literally just pull up in the hotel. I got one quick question oh, yeah. for you. I, I know a, for a fact a lot of people look at you like an underdog, you know, in boxing. That's that's happened to a lot of people. What do you think or who do you think that you would have to fight in order for Soko to get the respect that he deserves? Um, I would have to fight one of the champions, whether it be um, Benavidez, Kayla Plant, um, one of the guys from overseas, Canelo. I feel like that's a super fight that I'll have to build up to. I probably wouldn't get that right now, but those other champions right now, like I feel like that's that's very, very much in arm's reach. Okay, I think Caleb would be a good fight. I would, I would actually yeah. buy ringside. I would buy ringside for them. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm familiar with him. Uh, we were. On the, um, we both were Olympic training partners. I know. Back in 2012, yeah. and everything. So he he cool dude, but at the end of the day, this is business, you know. Like I, I get there, anybody I get there, I go in there all the time. It's far, it's far with my best friend, my brother Terrence, and he yeah. come out and we shake hands and it's like another day in the office. So you know, I get there with any of those guys. Well, I you know I promise to see you fighting, and uh, this year is a good year for me. I could actually say your next fight, I'll be there, and hopefully James will be there too. I'll, I'll make sure that he come along with me. But man, I've, oh yeah, I've, it's been a go. pleasure. As you know, it's been a pleasure for me on the outside watching you grow from Army to now, and a select few guys I can talk to outside the ring, and uh, my family, as you always know, and I'm not ashamed to say it, has always supported you in and out the ring, and we will never stop supporting yeah. you. You're one of very few people that is. Uh, genuine, the same person, no matter what and where you see him, he'll always talk to you, and, and that's something I appreciate as a person. You know. Yeah, I'll do all the but, same. I appreciate too your support. Yeah, man. Hey, James, I gotta go, fellas. I just got here and I got all a meeting right. to run to already. Hey, man, it's been all a pleasure right, as always. All right, man. It's good talking yeah. to you. All right, all right man. Hey, uh, brother, you know, one of the you know, kind of like get into. Um, uh, this thing here, like when you were in the amateurs, uh, starting around like 2013, uh, you did uh, get, you know, that 2013 Golden Gloves uh, championship. And then uh, later on down the yep. line, um, another, um, you know, was that Police Athletic League championship uh, in 2014. Yep. So, like, kind of going yep. to your uh, amateur career a little bit before I had another call, man. Yeah. Um... I started boxing in 2010, 
and by 2012, I was I was an Olympic training partner. I went to the I went to the uh, Olympic reloads, as they call them, and I went there and I uh, I got a silver medal. Uh, I lost in the finals. It was a close match. I mean, a lot of people felt like like I won against Marcus Brown. Um, climbed there with him, and I uh, lost by a couple points. But um, went from there. Came back from London. And uh, I won the USA Nationals. I won. I won every national tournament that we have in the U.S. I won the USA Nationals, the National PAL uh, Championship, the National Golden Gloves. I won the World uh, Ringside World Championship. Then I also won um, a WSB uh, qualifying tournament to put us on the international team. And I was on the international team, and was and I fought in the WSB uh, 2014-2015. And yes, uh, uh, I went pro. I went pro 2016, March of 2016. Yeah, I think my record was around, I think, 70 and like 10 or 11 or something like that. It's, it's hard to keep track of the amateur record, but it was somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta like, you know, go out to some certain site that would have every single, you know, fight recorded on there for the amateurs there, but um right. I'm gonna see if I could And even then, like I seen I see that is it's 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 not really accurate all the time. It doesn't have every yeah. single fight that you had on there. Just some of the national fights and some of the big fights that you have in the amateurs that were recorded or put down into the system. But it's a lot of fights. Like you have smokers, a lot of fights in different tournaments that they don't record. Right, true. Now, I uh, have another call right here from the 267 area code. You're on the, with the boxing source, uh, and Steven Nelson. What's going on? What's good? Jamil Parker representing YSM Sports Media. Hey, what's up, yeah, man? How you doing? What's good, man? I came to talk to the illest nigga in Nebraska, man. That's you? Ah, uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I know y'all remember that, yo. Um, yes, sir. It said, uh, uh, what was the movie? Uh, uh, That's Billy, right? Paid in four? Yeah, yeah, belly. No, belly. That's, that's what it was. That's belly. belly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Belly. Everybody bring it out. They be like, yeah. <laughs> All right, you you coming off of a, a, a three wing knockout streak, right? Uh, last yes. opponent, I, I I couldn't even pronounce the dude's name, so I'm not going to butcher it here. Killing, but <laughs> yeah, he was he, he was undefeated. Now, um, sixteen and 0, 13 knockouts. Who do yep. you want next? Like, what's what's the next step up in the super middleweight division? That's not a title fight. The the next step will be it will probably have to be like a fighter who's who's either been the champion or they fought a championship fight, you know, um, in order to earn the respect that okay he's ready for a title because you know I've I just get done. Fighting a guy who was who was uh, up and coming, undefeated champion. So now it's it's a step up and fight somebody who's been the champion now. 
Hey, Jr. I would like to see him against yeah. either Yuzgatagi, Lemieux, Ooh, yeah. or maybe um, Willie, Willie Monroe. Because he's a hey, I did, I, did mention, I did mention Willie Monroe because, uh, like I said, I did have him on the show. Um, it was a few weeks back, so um, I, I don't know, man. Uh, but his category would be a, would be a good little matchup too, yeah. Or yeah. John Ryder, that's a good fight. I I would favor you in all them fights, but yeah, John Ryder, that's a good fight because to me, yeah, who, John you Ryder. That, Steve? Do, do you think that he beat Colin Smith? Um, you know that that fight, I didn't even get to watch it, but I've heard different stories about it. So I couldn't say. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I saw you put some more in Colin Smith's ass. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, you did. I had to go back and watch that fight. Now you got me interested to go back and watch it. Yeah, um, yeah, Ryder, Ryder felt that he, he kind of got that fight, and, and now he's kind of, uh-huh. you know, out there trying to, you know, call out a few people. Uh, he did call out yeah, Jacob recently, so uh, that would be a yeah, a, a very uh, interesting little matchup there. Um, one thing I do ask my guests um, when they come on is, um, like me, I'm a you know avid uh, book reader, um, so I, I ask my guests uh, what is their favorite book that they've read or that they or a book that they're currently reading right now. Oh, Ooh, I'm reading. I get it. Are you talking to me or the? Yes, to you. I get it. It's a it's an entrepreneurial book. I had it. I didn't have, got the name of it because I'm currently in school right now. Business entrepreneurship. So I try to read uh, books uh, similar to what I'm learning in school. Gotcha, gotcha. Now that that that, that actually is a, a cool thing that you mentioned that because um, I've heard that you kind of delve into clothing design. Um, so could you go into that a little bit? Are uh, you saying clothing design? Yeah, like clothing design. Uh, you know, like art. Like you do art as well. Well, I mean. I'm- I'm just really good with my hands. I'm good. I'm very artistic. And, uh, like, for my fights, I make my own uniforms. And most of the things that I, I know how to do is because somebody else did it and they didn't do it as good as I would want them to do it. Or I seen somebody do something, I was like, oh, that's that's dope. I want to do that. And I just go pick it up and and teach myself how to do it. So after my first after my first boxing match, I paid a guy from Colorado. Never forget his name. His name was Eloy Eloy Perez, and he make uniforms for people for fighters. But 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 he kind of had a bad name. He kind of had a bad name because he would take on too much work, and then screw a lot of fighters out of not having the uniforms for the fight. So my first fight, um, I went pro March. I hit him up January. Cause I knew I knew him person because you know I live in Colorado, so I see him at fights and stuff. And I hit him up and told him what I wanted. He's like, "All right, 
$500. Well, all right, gave him the money. Long story short, it got down to the to the to the day of my fight, and he was he was he was digging me around all this all this time. And then the, the day of the fight, I get a package in the mail. It's a little package. Open it up. It's a just a pair of shorts. Like, are you fucking oh, serious? Good. And after that, I was like, you know what? I'll make my own uniforms now. I'm gonna go figure it out. I went and made my my. My own uniforms. The the next in every fight I come out as a different character. So that after that fight, I'm like, you know what? I'm about to just have fun with this, and I came out as Blade. I came out as Blade, made some <laughs> black and silver shorts. I had the sword on my back, all that, the glasses, everything. You know, the haircut <laughs> came out. And ever since then, I just like everybody caught on to it. Like, oh man, this is dope. We do make his own uniforms, like different characters and. Yeah, everybody like I grew up watching or 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 watch and stuff like that, and uh, I've been I've been doing it ever since. And uh, I'm a, I'm a painter. I paint I paint portraits. I cut hair. I've done tattoos. Do all that. Man. <laughs> yeah, a mechanic, carpentry. <laughs> you name it, I do it. I don't think. I, I tell you, the only thing I can't do is sing. If somebody asks me to sing a national anthem, I'm like, no, nah, I can't do that. But anything <laughs> else, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Yo, you feel like you feel like people got like people got Omaha fucked up? Because I've been out there. People think that it's like this hick town. But yeah. like, I, I had that, I I had that impression time. going out. I visited Creighton University. And I'm out there yeah. like, yo, this this ain't what I fucked. Exactly. I tell you all the time, man. Omaha, it's not it's not what people think. Things like cornfield, nobody out here, hick town, but it's really a, a big city. We got all kinds oh, yeah. of stuff out there. It, there ain't no there ain't no beaches or nothing like that, but <laughs> everything else is like live anywhere else. Yeah, all right, uh, got another caller in here from the A1C area code. Y'all the boxing source with Steven Nelson. What's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? This is uh, Carell Fonson. Uh, Mr. Nelson, just want to say big up to yourself. Uh, just real, real, real quick about your resume on boxing rec. I think you're sitting at, what, 16 and 0, 13 KOs? Tightening the yes, sir. To this, right? All right, great. Uh, so I'm, yep. def- I'm definitely going to be reading more about you. Uh want to hear what you got to say. In your uh, experience within the sport of boxing, it's always fascinating to hear from the perspective of an active fighter. Some foreign partners look for fights, climb your way to the top, looking for those opportunities. The politics of boxing, standing shape, uh, off-season, which everyone's off-season right now, but just once again, uh, glad that you're a part of the show. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah. you know, I stay. I like I like to stay in shape. Uh, we got we got access to our own gym, so so even during this quarantine, everything closed down. Like I, I go to the gym every day. Mhm. Yep. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like kind of you know, stay in shape during the quarantine or whatever it is may 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 seem to be um, kind of difficult for some. For some people, but if you just have the right, you know, facilities or you have access to those facilities, then, you know, it's not, you know, much of a problem. 
uh, out there. I, I, I felt that that was the thing where you're talking about uh, the story about you designing your own, uh, you know, outfits. That 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 was kind of, uh, you know, good right there. Um, I think what was it? The last one uh, that you had um, where you were like in green or something like that. Yeah, I came out as a Grinch because because I originally was supposed to fight on on Terrence undercard, New York. I think it was December seventeenth. Yeah. I can't I can't yeah. believe the exact day, but I was supposed to fight on his card. But one of my other teammates, Robert Brent, he got injured, and his fight was January eleventh, and he was he was a co-main event, and he got injured. And my coach Brian McIntyre was like, "Hey." Rob is out, so instead of just giving this spot to just somebody random, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot I'm gonna shoot you to them. Are you down for him? Like hell yeah, put, put me in a, put me in that place. And he had hit him up, and that night they called him back. Like yeah, we put Steve there, and he get televised and everything. So but I, so mm-hmm. I still stayed with the same uniform, which was a Grinch because I was supposed to do it before Christmas. I was like you know what, it's only two weeks after Christmas, we'll still do it. Yeah, I came out as a Grinch. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <I see. laughs> yeah, went on out there with that one, man. Uh, I'm, I'm going to see if I can add another caller in here from 323 Eric Cole. I think he is a little bit familiar with uh, with you here. Uh, 323, you're on the Boston Shores with Steven Nelson. What's up? What's up? JR, what's up, Steve Nelson? This is Charles Intelligent hey, Boxing. Up, How y'all doing? I'm doing good. Oh, dude, Charles. Just, just finished celebrating Mother's Day with my mother. So I'm uh, just calling in, so I missed whatever you guys talked about at the beginning. But um, I'm hoping Steve is doing well, and um, I want to see him in the ring. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting there and put on a show for everyone. Where where do you think um and excuse me if you've already answered the question, but where do you think your next fight will be? I think my next fight, um, uh, well, I don't I don't know where they will be at, but they but they gave us a hint, they told us that we would probably start back competing in July, but it'd be closed circuit, mm-hmm. so there'd be no audience but 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 they'd be televised. Okay. So that'd be a good thing. Yeah, because you know, everybody's I, itching. Everybody's itching to see some kind of sports. I see guys watching water polo the other day, watching <laughs> soccer. They, they, they just trying to find anything to watch. Darts, it don't matter. They just want to see people compete in something. Yeah, I was, I was told hey. Top Rank is going to have some shows in Vegas. So that's what I was told. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I. Vegas is always a go-to. I love. Uh, matter of fact, you just reminded me. I did hear that we would be competing in Vegas, and they said that we would have to go to Vegas three weeks prior to the fights, so we can get tested, test for the for the COVID nineteen, and then we will be there for four to three weeks, like quarantine and stuff, and this training. They make mm-hmm. sure that everybody's clean, everybody's straight. That's in the venue. Mm-hmm. Which that's good. Your, your friend. That's a good idea to me. I, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you a question in reference to the perception of boxing these days, because boxing has 
gone through a lot of different changes um, with yeah. the way fans see it, you know, and social media and influences a lot of people. So in, in my opinion, Terrence Crawford, who I believe is a friend of yours, is the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. But yes. it doesn't seem as though doesn't seem as though the other welterweight belt holders want to fight him. What's your opinion when a fighter of the caliber of Terrence Crawford cannot get fights? Do you put the blame on him, his promoter, or his potential opponents? Um, it's not him or the or the promoter. To uh, make these matches, but it seems like like uh, PBC they had a they're they're like own oh, little fraternity. They're like we're not letting nobody in unless we want them in, you know. And they're holding those titles because because they could potentially lose them to Terrence, and then now it's out of the PBC control. Now this title is over here on top rank side. Versus it's three over there now, and then we have one on top frame. But if Terrence go fight one of the guys they have on PBC, now it's another title out of his stable. But so, how, how does yeah, that make you feel as it's a, a competitor, though? <laughs> okay. How does um, that make you feel as a competitor, though? Because, I mean, I can't imagine someone as talented as Errol Spence Jr., Someone as legendary as Manny Pacquiao. Well, I do know Pacquiao because Freddie Roach told me personally he didn't want to put Pacquiao on the ring with Terrence. But someone right. like Errol Spence Jr., someone as seemingly as confident as Keith Thurman was prior to the last year maybe, I don't understand how guys, you know, 28, 29 years old, primers of their career, how could they not just tell Al Heyman or whomever they need to tell Get me in the ring. I want the biggest fight. I want the biggest payday. I want the most glory. I don't – explain how that happens now in this day and age because it wasn't happening, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Right. I think it's a I think it's a business move, a smart business move that they're trying to do where they're trying to – like on this PBC side, he's trying to build a super champ. He's trying to fight, fight his guys, fight his guys. Like, okay, <laughs> fight within our household and let's find out who's the best in our household. Bam. And then let them fight Terrence or whoever mm-hmm. has the title outside of PBC because if he fight now, then it'd be, it'd be too much mixed up. You know, it's too soon. It's too soon to say, okay, let's the best of the best fight right now. Boom. Instead of building up and building a super champ on his side and, and then fighting whoever. Mm-hmm. That's what well, I Well, the last I'll say on that, yeah. I, I respect that. I, I don't want to harp on that, but the last I'll say on that is, but they're not acknowledging that Terrence Crawford is on that level. So they don't even say he's on that level. So that's why it doesn't really make sense to me. I mean, you listen to PBC yeah. people talk. It's they say he hasn't fought anybody. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a, I mean, it's a movie-type drama thing. Of, like, yeah, let's – Make him feel like yeah. he ain't nothing. It, it, it make him frustrated. It make him want to it come for us. You know, like it's one of those things to me because, like, even when you watch, like, like the PBC fights, they will name every champion except Terrence. Like Terrence is a WBO champion. They have a list up and have all the other fighters that has belts, but then just forget that he has a WBO. It's like, like. 
is that because is there some type of con- contract or something where they can't say WBO on a network, or is it some kind of drama thing? That's one of the yeah, things that's up in the air. You don't know. That's going on with that. With with the WBO, oh, they, they, acknowledge, like yeah, they acknowledged it when Andy Reeves had it. So that, right, um, we can't so say that excuse. <laughs> that leads you right there. That leads you right there. When it is a big drama show, they're like trying to frustrate them and trying to you know do little 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 petty things to pick at it. You know, yeah, or yeah. not acknowledge it all. He ain't he ain't nothing. Yeah, well, I but mean, they know though. It, 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 it's kind of uh, like where they try to build that PBC brand because, you know, Spence and Crawford have, like, talked back and forth for a lot. And, um, you know, one other uh, person that I've had on here that you're familiar with, Stephen Nelson, is uh, the WBO super featherweight champion, Jamel Herring. And, and he's told me multiple times that, you know, both of those guys, you know, really want to, you know, get it all with each other. And so... Yeah, um, and they both have talked you know, personally on the phone. Yeah, so it's like they're trying to build up that fight to where it's the biggest fight possible. And, and, and I know that, you know, Bob Aaron is like, well, that guy, Errol uh, Spence Jr. is just wasting his time fighting those other guys. He needs to go up there and fight Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford is the most talented fighter at 147. So... Mm. It, it's, it's a whole little mess that's going on, and, and right now, uh, with Errol Spence, who has that one belt left to get um, against Manny Pacquiao, and then if he gets that, then yeah, they'll have the fight between uh, Crawford. But you know, for the time being, I just exactly. found it interesting that you know when the other guys had uh, the belts, they wouldn't fight you know Terence Crawford, but now. That they don't have a belt, they are interested in fighting Terrence Crawford. So that's kind of a you know, I think, thing there about. I think as a advisor, I think it's I think it's as an advisor, I think um, I think um, Al Heyman as advisor is is telling them no, let's hold on, let's hold on, you know, let's hold on. I got y'all, you know, because when you hear the conversation between Terrence and and um, and Errol Spence and Terrence and uh, what's the guy Errol Spence fought? Uh, Sean Porter. Last fight. Sean Porter. You hear the conversation? They like, yeah, we want to fight, but you know, but we got to, you know, what I mean, it's more like a a silent agreement type deal where it's all in control of Al Haven. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, how do you guys point about that, at the fighters? Um, that's the perfect example right there. How how people talk about this 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 street thing, like oh, it's the other side of the street. But then you see other weight classes; they they're mixing the top rank and PBC fight fighters. Yeah, you know, like the heavyweight uh, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. That's that's top rank in PBC. So uh, that yep. side of the street stuff is a big myth, and the same, the same thing with Terrence. Terrence fought two other PBC guys. He fought Diaz and he fought Molina. Those guys yep. are PBC, so they throw they throw whoever they want to over there. So with certain yep. ones, and they start talking about, well, it's a, 
other side of the street, clear your side of the street first. I'm like, dude, that's a myth. There ain't no such thing as no side of the street in boxing. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Now, um, before uh, Charles uh, may have something else uh, for you, I want to add in another caller. This caller is the self-proclaimed president of the Deontay Wilder Fan Club, uh, Mr. <laughs> Matthew Brown. What's going on? Can, can, can I get a bomb squad one time for the for the one time? I <laughs> uh, forget you too, Jr. Yo, five years, man. Five years, bro. Five years you've been doing this, and you ain't have one good thing to say about Deontay Wilder. Five years, brother. Not one good thing. Not one good thing in five years. How does it feel? To be the biggest Deontay Wilder hater on the planet after five years. <laughs> That's what I need to know. It, it, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to wear on my on my shoulders. It, it's about forty pounds heavy, but I, I <laughs> oh, come still on. wear it. Come on. <laughs> my costume was heavy. Come on, man. Deontay Wilder, the homie, man. I rock with Deontay Wilder. <laughs> oh, you talking to the wrong person, man? Because this guy that you are talking to is the biggest Deontay Wilder hater in the history of mankind. Oh man, <laughs> I think he, I think he's, I think he's related to Dominic Brazil. That's why he's upset at Deontay Wilder. Damn. I, I heard Wilder ran into him into a hotel lobby down in Alabama, and ever since then, this guy's been hating on him. <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, a, a big uh, Deontay Wilder fan. I just, I just didn't really like his excuse last time for the last fight. Man. I didn't like that. Well, because he didn't want to say what really happened. He saw what really happened. He got punched in the back of the head. All right? That's what happened. Oh, man. Oh. He should have said, I mean, I would have I liked him to say that. Use that excuse other than, yeah, but my my uh, walkout uniform was too heavy, man. Like that, like this took it. And I was like, damn, dude. Well, <laughs> I made this post. I I made this big inspirational <laughs> post about him and how I look up to him. And he turned around and said that, dog. He'll be back. Uh, but don't, hey, but don't worry. Your king is here. He'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be back. He'll be back. I was hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was at the fight too. What, I was, what you guys talking about today? Uh, boxing. Hey, hey, Charles, Charles, since I got you on yeah. here, yeah, I'm here. Um, yeah. Could you um go into a little bit with um like your title, so to speak, as you are affiliated with a certain person? I mean, I, we're going to make some announcements soon, so I'd rather, I'd rather not, JR. Let's just talk a little boxing, because we're going to make some announcements soon. Actually, okay, okay. tomorrow okay, is going to be uh-huh. – tomorrow we're doing something. And okay. Yeah, we're going to do a nice announcement. I'll put it on the back burner for the time being. Brother Matt, uh, do you have a question for us? But, but Matt, can I, can I ask Matthew a question? Of course, right. Charles. How you doing, man? 
Hey, I'm doing I'm doing great. How are you doing? You on you on the East Coast? You in New York? Of course. Okay. I don't know I don't know whose phone that is. But I hope everybody, hope everybody's safe over there where you have Matthews because you know I'm in yeah. LA doing our doing my thing. So yeah. So I've been going around I did a poll asking people who the most overrated boxer is. And Triple G. They Ooh. either they either said they don't know or they said your boy. Like I literally they can't. They, I can't get anybody to say anybody but Deontay Wilder. Well, uh, they're like let, let, this let, dude. Let, let, he has no skills. He 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 avoided eight out of the top ten heavyweights for the last eight years. Finally, they put him in with the out of shape Tyson Fury. He gets exposed. He really lost, but they gave it a draw. Comes back to uh, fight Fury when he's in shape. Loses every minute of every round. He's gonna. Wow. Be, he's gonna oh, be. No, 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 wait, he's wait, gonna wait, be. Wait he, he let me just say this one last thing. One last statement. One last statement. He's gonna be the first. And Steve, correct me if this is not true. He's gonna be the first fighter in history where his corner threw in the towel, and they're asking for an immediate rematch. That's never happened in the history of boxing, where the corner threw in the towel, and then they said we want an immediate rematch. It's never happened. Is wow. he finished or is he done? I, I'm just laying it out to you, Matthew. Please, now, educate, let, me, me. educate let me. Let me ask you a simple philosophical question. If the consensus <laughs> on Deontay Wilder is that he can't box, he's not any good, this is the consensus on Deontay Wilder. So this is all I hear from sure. guys like you and people of their ilk. Then how can someone who everyone has a low opinion of, be overrated. That makes no sense. I don't have a low opinion of him. I actually am able to watch him fight at the Home Depot, formerly StubHub Center, now called Dignity Sports Park, whatever, in Carson, California, trying to get investors in him. They watched him and they said, why the hell are you have me watching this clown fight? That was about seven years ago. So what so you're saying Deontay Wilder, is that Deontay has a Wilder, hold on, so hold on. Deontay Wilder, but Deontay Wilder has been protected. He's he's been protected as a champion and before becoming. It's not. I wanted to see him fight Dylan White. I wanted to see him fight Joseph Parker. I won those fights. I Joseph wanted to Parker see him fight in Deontay Wilder. Joseph, Joseph from Parker had his confidence in Wilder. Uh, Alabama. He was he was there when when Deontay Wilder and his brother Justin Dominique Brazil. Joseph Parker was there. He flew all the way to Alabama to fight with Deontay Wilder. And when he saw what happened, he ain't want no part of Deontay Wilder after that. What are you talking about? He when, he always has wanted to fight Wilder. No. Look, oh please. No, that's no, not what Dave Nobody. Yeah. Hey. Nobody. That no, is not what Dave Pickens No heavyweight. Deontay Wilder, but regardless, if you think all those guys didn't want to fight him, then, I mean, if that's what you want to believe. There's a lot of guys to name them. So I guess you think Ruiz never wanted to fight Deontay Wilder, right? Who knows what Ruiz wants to do? Ruiz needs to get him, get himself in shape. Okay, that's what Ruiz needs to do. All right, Deontay Wilder. Hey, right. <laughs> hey, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, hey. look, look, 
Like I hope he comes back and does well, Matthew. He will. But my money, is, hope. my will. money is saying, my money is saying that he won't. So you know, we could always make it interesting if you want. But oh, we could make it interesting. I mean, <laughs> oh, oh, oh already bet it. don't do it. Don't, don't, no, please, please, don't. I already bet it, dude. A top, wait, I already got a thousand that Deontay Wilder is not winning another fight in the next eighteen months. What? I don't care who he gets in the ring with. <laughs> oh, we can. I bet you want to put on it, Matthew. You said the I don't care who he gets in the ring with. He will not, not win another fight oh. in the next 18 months. I don't care who he fights. He will not win in the next 18 months. And by that time, he announced his return. Wow. That's a big Damn. <laughs> Can't say that. Hey, because you know his next fight after a loss, they're going <laughs> to. They're going to put him in there as a tuna fight, so. Shit, that's what you would think. That's what they should do. Matthew doesn't want him to fight a tuna. Yeah, yeah, Matthew, speak. I'm not going to say anything. I want to hear Matthew talk about Deontay Water. Talk to me. So, five years of this shit, JR, you, (laughs) Charles, You know, I just don't understand why y'all don't see what is happening, okay? First of all, Dillian White, who who claims that he wants to fight Deontay Wilder, we all know that Dillian White has turned down opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to fight for or get in position to fight for a heavyweight title. So all uh, Dillian White boy. is talk to me. I don't want to hear about Dillian White. Okay, uh, he's the number he one. He's chance. been the number one contender. <laughs> he's he, already been the number one WBC contender. What else does he need to do? Oh boy! Wow. Hey, how about his promoter? <laughs> how about his promoter could have met the demand for the fight oh, that my was put goodness. out there? Okay, yeah. Oh what does he got to do? Look like, what does he got to do? He got to look like uh, Chris, uh, what's his name, Ariola or something? Hey, or Deontay Wilder have confidence? Hey, right. hey. <laughs> Julian White is not in better shape than Chris Ariola. I don't know what you're talking about. Julian White has well, been in Chris shape. Ariola got a, Chris Ariola got a fight with Deontay Wilder. Yeah, he, he did. And he got, he got beat with one arm. He got beat with one arm, sure. didn't he? He got beat with one arm. That's how. Listen, man. I ain't called for this hey. shit, Jr. You know this is this is, this is bullshit, man. This, every single time Wait, I call Okay, so what do you think show. is gonna happen? No, but Matthew, I want to know what do you think is gonna happen when he fights Spear again? Honest, He's your honest opinion. What do you think is gonna happen? He's gonna regain his title. So you think he's gonna knock Spear out? I assume. I think he's gonna regain his title. Okay. I oh, I Steve, 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 um, I'm sorry, but when, when he did make that comment, I did bust out laughing. So I guess that does prove that I am a Deontay Wilder hater. Um, I got another caller here. Another three one two. Here it Oh goodness. Um, a three one two. You're you're on live the boxing store, man. Nelson, yo, three, one, two, yeah. Yo, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm just tuning in just now, man. So, 
I didn't come from the beginning. Uh, okay, true that, true that. Hey, hey Stephen, man, um, I want to get back to uh, something here with you. You know, working with uh, Bo Mack, um, as like he's been in your corner uh, there for, you know, pretty much from the get-go. Like, how is it working with uh, Bo yeah. Mack? Oh, man, it's good, man, because um, Bo Mack and, and Saul and Red, those are those are three-headed monster coach, and we're all like family. Like I know people say it like because they meet their coaches, but like we're literally like like family because we're all from the same area. We all know the same people. We always be around outside of boxing, so it's like having like it's like the father son relationship type 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 of boxing team. He's like a, he's like an yeah. uncle, uh, like a um, a father to me, you know. Because outside of boxing, you know, he has so much information, so much, and, and support me in so many other ways. And they're actually sure. fighters. They they've like all my coaches. They've been in the ring. They've been in fights. They've been around other fighters. They have. They have a lot of knowledge in the boxing game. So you can't beat it. It's like, you can't ask for a better team. Hey, Steve, can I ask you a question about Bo Mack? Yeah, what's up? When is he going to have his five pupil, Mr. Terrence Crawford, strike a deal to fight Errol Spence and get that work? Uh-uh. We were just talking about that. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Um, Really... It's 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 either hands the top rank, it's either hands of Terrence, either hands as Bomack as a manager and a coach. It it all lies on PBC and what they want to do. Like, How does it all lie on PBC when Bomack is the manager? The manager is supposed to be the guy that's making the deal to to make the fight. Yeah, but you can't make a deal with a side that don't want to make the deal. You know, a deal is like you shake hands, right? So they don't if you put your hand out there, if you put your hand out there and say, "Hey, let's shake hands on this," they're like, "No, no, we don't want to, man, no." Then it's like, "What do you do? All you can do is fight who's available." So you like think the best they don't want to make the deal, or are you just are you counting the flag for the team? Yo, no, like, like literally, like they. They say if you just watch, if you just pay attention and watch interviews and all that stuff, like they've literally said, like it's them, it's lying in their hands. Like PBC is the one who, like no, like you watch the interview with with Errol Spence, he he said out of his mouth, why would <clears> I go <throat> fight and take a chance with Terrence when I got three other guys over here that I can fight that are I, easier I didn't to fight. Really say that. I didn't hear him. Man, that. I can pull up. Well, you send me an email. I'll see well, you. I'll send it to you. I will say this. I went, what was it, back in 2018? Was that 2018? Yo. Uh, before um, Errol yeah. Spitz fought Mikey Garcia, uh, or 2019. He and Terrence Crawford were basically speaking with each other, and then you had Bob Ehrman there, and then. He basically, he basically told him, like, what his plans were going to be. Like, he was going to fight, you know, Sean Porter. He was going to fight uh, Keith Thurman. 
He was going to fight Manny Pacquiao before they even considered Terrence Crawford. So, so basically what he said was he, he was going to fight better competition. No. He said he's going to fight these guys. He's going to fight these guys on his side. He said this interview as well. He said the interview as well. He was like, hey, clean your side of the street, and I'm going to clean mine, and then we'll fight. I've been right next to yeah. Bud in a car, and he had Errol Spence on the phone. And he's like, dude, when you going to fight me, dude? And, and they were just talking back and forth, joking and shit like that. Like, dude, when you going to fight me? He like, he like, man, I'm going I'm to I'm 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 win this title from, from Pacquiao. And this is right before his rest. Well, he man. said, I'm going to beat Pacquiao. Get the title, and then I'll fight you. Word for word. Well, man, I'm going to fight Manny Pacquiao, man, and then after that, I'm going to go after you, man. That's what it's going to be, man. Trap season. Hey, JR, ask the 312 about that. Yo. Yeah, 312, you back on. Hello? Yeah, I'm back on. What's your opinion about Crawford and Smith? Okay. So the guy that asked – Nelson, they just asked Nelson when was when was Bomac gonna make the fight? Can you hear me, brother? I don't know your name. Yeah, I don't know what 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 is your name? Hold on, this is uh, Steve. His name is his name is Matthew, but everybody's on there. Okay, no, I'm not from the three um, Yeah, I was I was I was no, speaking to you though. That's have you, the three one two. Okay. Okay. Have you uh have you been following Spence for a long time? Yeah. You have, right? Yep. When you when 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 you see Spencer interviews and they ask him who he wants to fight, who did he say he wants to fight? He said this is what he said. He said he wants to fight Pacquiao. He wants Okay, to fight. wait, 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 okay, 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 okay. So why are you asking why 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 is Bo Mac not trying to make a fight with them when you know that Spencer yeah, wants to finish. fight Pacquiao? You you let me finish. He said he wants to okay. fight Pacquiao, Benny Garcia, and Terrence Crawford. That's what he said. No, no he but he never, had, but he had a specific order. No, but listen, no, my brother, up, he I had a specific no, we order. We can pull up the interview. We can pull up the interview. No. I, you think that he wants to fight Terrence Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. wait. So you think he wants to fight Terrence Crawford before he fight Benny Garcia and Manny Pacquiao? Yo, it don't matter to him. That's what you're not understanding. Yes, really? it does matter to oh, him. Come on, Matthew. Yes, it does matter. matter. In any interview, in any interview, Errol Spence has not said he wants to fight Terrence Crawford. Listen, he answers the question. When they ask him, when they ask him, he answers the question. He says, yeah, I'll fight whoever. But he never say, I want to fight Terrence Crawford. Hey, my brother, you're, you're, not, even, you're not keeping Crawford it real right now. You know you're not, brother. Terrence Crawford want to fight Cal Brook. That's who he want to fight. All right. He okay, okay. So who, who cares? Watch, watch any interview from Terrence Crawford, and he always calls. He always says, "I want to fight Errol Spence. I want to fight Pacquiao." Want, he always names those guys. He he always do. Like, does, he's naming guys. But what, but, but, but what does Terrence Crawford though. wanting to fight Carol Brook? What does okay. that prove? What does that prove? What, by you saying that? You saying that? What does that prove? Anything? Yeah. So so Spence because is trying to fight top guys. Why, Terrence Crawford is trying to fight. Guys who nobody cares about. I don't care about you. You care about <laughs> no, bro. That's not true. No. That's not true. Terrence no, wants to fight. Terrence nope. wants to fight Pacquiao, Errol Spence, guys with no, a title. But me, those guys me, aren't available. So Terrence, what's the next? Don't tell me Terrence wants to fight Pacquiao when they were under the same umbrella 
and they didn't make the fight happen. Okay, Bob Adams no, did not I'm want t- no. Dude, dude, Let's I'm keep t- it real. Hey, bro, okay, real about hey, my okay, okay. So my brother, so my brother, does that with you? Let me keep it one hundred with you. Yeah, let's see talk. Let's see And 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 I'm not afraid to put it out there so people know. And I'm not saying this shit because Terrence is my homie. Because I'm gonna keep it one hundred regardless. Terrence Ben wanted to fight Pacquiao. Pacquiao team, this is on interviews too. He's literally said, "No, I'm not fighting that guy. That's not. I'm not going to fight him." Yo. What happened with Crawford and Pacquiao? I'm not telling you from Pacquiao, one of his minimum guarantees. I'm not telling you from Bob Arum. I'm telling you, like, this is my best friend. I talk to him about all this shit all the time. I'm just being 100 with you, like, right right here in the guy. Yo, Matthew, so who are you going to blame? Who are you going to blame if Pacquiao and Smith don't ever fight? I'm going to blame Hennessy. You're going to blame who? <laughs> he said Hennessy. He said Hennessy. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> you I already mean, know what Matthew, that is. So no, so no blame. So Matthew. no blame to the handler. Matthew, you got so something no blame. personal against Terrence Crawford because the Freddie Rush, not. I interviewed, Fre- I I'm interviewed a, Freddie Roach. I'm a big fan of Crawford. Freddie Roach, Matthew, Freddie Roach told me to my face, I'm not putting Manny in the ring with him. Yo, you told Freddie me that's Roach my don't make no decisions. He don't hold no weight. That's what you're not what are understanding. What you talking about? Freddie Roach ain't no manager. <laughs> Come on, man. Where okay. was Freddie Man- Managers okay. does. Where, where managers are the second. Are the second. Managers are the third. Are the third decision makers. Like it's the fighter, the coach, and then the manager. All the manager does is, is just all the all the business between. Between the fighting team and whoever he want to fight, and the and the promotion team, that's all the manager does. Why manager doesn't Bob Arum? Why didn't Bob Arum meet the minimum guarantee? He know Pacquiao get minimum because guarantee. Because Bob Arum didn't want to why lose his money on Pacquiao. That's why he never and let his money. Fight so him. it's money. So but but listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Why but it's it not. Aram but you make it seem like it's Terrence. Like Terrence don't want to fight these guys. It's not Terrence about fight guys. Not, it's, it's not about. It's not about Terrence. It's about Bomac because Bomac is the manager. So to me, uh, no, I'm not it's not like that. So Bomac don't. Bomac don't have the say so at the end of the day. All the manager well, does don't got is the a power, relay. Then, then he don't need his percentage. Then all he needs is his training. No, no manager has the power. That's what you don't understand about boxing. No manager has power. All manager is is a middleman. All they're doing is, is handling the business. All they're doing is handling the business that the fighter don't need to do. He don't need to worry about no contracts, or he don't need to worry about how much he's getting paid. The manager is negotiating that, but the decision is the fighter and the promotion team. That's who. All the manager is, is a relay. I think it's a relay for your boy. You just make an excuse no, for your wait, boy. Wait, hey, wait, listen, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not. Matthew, I'm Matthew, not. Matthew, Matthew, that's for anybody. It's the same way. It's the same way for everybody. Matthew, I have a question for you. I'm listening. Who made the decision? Matthew, who's better? Or Luis Ortiz, not to fight Anthony Joshua? Better boxer. Wait, wait. One person at a time. Come on, Jr. Get a hold of your show, Matthew. One person at a time. Matthew, let me ask him this. Hold on, Charles. Hold on, Just Charles. Just so we get off of the Crawford, though. Who's better, Crawford or Porter? Hold on, Charles. I want to hear who Matthew says, though. Okay. Okay. Matt said that you 
talking about the manager making the final decisions for what the fighter, you know, has as far as, like, their fights are concerned. But if that's the case, then why is it that Jimenez, who is the manager of Luis Ortiz, didn't get the full okay or, or had that full okay they don't, Ortiz listen, to fight they don't Joshua? Speak who English. made that decision? They don't, they don't speak Jimenez English. Make that decision? They don't speak English. Come on, oh, man. You, you talking about you talking about a team that couldn't even fill out a, a blood pressure uh, medication on a form because they said they don't speak you no know, English. So don't talk to me about, about what's hey, going on with Luis Ortiz. Hey, you know what? All right. Jimenez knows I'm gonna tell you something. My Instagram account, so he knows English. Come on. <laughs> he, he speaks very good After, English, man. If he whenever Spencer uh, Danny Garcia, money, by the way, Jr. Whenever, hey, whenever Spencer Danny Garcia get in the ring, after that, that's going to that's gonna tell you all you need to know. Whoever spins faces after that. Because if he don't face uh, Manny Pacquiao or Terrence Crawford, then who are you going to face? He's going to face either one of them. No, he's, he's not. Uh, okay, so you, you telling me you telling me that after he fight Danny Garcia, he's going to fight Manny Pacquiao or Terrence Crawford? That's if he fights Danny Garcia first. It depends he's on going to fight Danny Garcia with. first. <laughs> He said he's going to fight Danny Garcia first. He said it. He said it, he said it what's like going on with this COVID now. That's one thing. I'm gonna back up. I'm gonna back up Errol Spence on that. I've heard him not in the interview, not for nobody else. I've heard him on the phone tell Terrence after he fights Pacquiao, he's going to fight Terrence. He said he's gonna make it happen. That's well, how we so sure that how are we sure that Manny Pacquiao is going to fight Spence though. And I told you, depends not, on the situation with with, the, with with COVID. You never know. It depends. I, listen, man, I'm saying, if, if Pacquiao doesn't fight Spence, if, if, if Spence is not able to land the Pacquiao fight, is he going to say, fuck it, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and fight Crawford? We do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nah. nah. No. Absolutely. No. You lying. Nope. You, you lie. Nope. Not true. Be- because if that's the case, why fight Danny Garcia first? What's the purpose of fighting Danny Garcia? You be mandatory, my man. Okay, Crawford is the WBO champion. It's a, it's a unification. He's the WBO hey, mandatory, mandatory overdue. Matt, how can you John be a mandatory Orlando, over another Sean, champion? It's a unification. Hey, three one two. Let me let me ask you something. Sean Porter landed a lot of punches on Errol Spence. So you telling me you think Bud Crawford is going to do worse against Errol Spence than Sean Porter did? No way. That's the question, Matt. <laughs> He's gonna brutalize Terrence Crawford. I'm telling you. He's gonna brutalize him, right? Like Sean Porter. He's gonna beat him up. Like you did Sean Porter. He's gonna beat him up. So like you did Sean Porter, right? To answer your earlier question, who's better between Terrence Crawford and Sean Crawford uh, and Sean Porter? And, my answer is yeah, who's better? How about how about Crawford? Let his nuts hang and fight him so we can find out. How about that? Well, no right, no hey. more of this friends and family bullshit. No more of this we've known each other since teenagers. Get your ass in the ring and settle it. He wants to fight like him. Stop acting like Carol Brooklyn beat the shit out of Trump put already. Stop acting like Carol Brooklyn already beat the shit out of Trump put. Everybody, everybody on Errol Spence that like Errol well, Spence to beat Terrence. There, it's 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 always the same. It's always the same thing. Oh, he's bigger than Terrence Crawford, but that is not. That means nothing. That means nothing. Not I walk around two hundred pounds. Better. It's because he's better. No, he's not. Though he, 
dude, he's he's one track. He's one dimensional, Yo, dude. Who has hey, Ma- hey, Matthew. Who has Terrence Crawford? Matthew. That's better than Errol Spence. Man, man, Matthew. I went to Arlington, Texas, waiting to see Errol Spence knock out Mikey Garcia. And you know what happened? He couldn't knock he out beat, Mikey Garcia. He, he, he shut him out. He couldn't he knock shut out, out Mikey Garcia. He <laughs> shut him out. He couldn't knock out Mikey Garcia. Let me ask you a question. How many times did you see Mikey Garcia get knocked out? How many times has Mikey Garcia won a belt at 147? Hey, when you're going up against the best, ain't no shame in losing to the best. He went up against the best. He went up against the best. I guarantee you. He won the lightweight belt. He won the lightweight belt. If Mikey Garcia would have went up to welterweight and fought Jeff Orr, he would have won the belt. Oh my okay. goodness. Oh my goodness. Like, Here we like, go. What are we talking about? Here we like, go. What are we talking about? Terrence, Terrence, stop, Mike. Yeah, 205 on live uh, with us right now. Hey, 205, you're on the Boxing Source Radio Show, man. What's good? What's going on, JR? Uh, I hear the fellas talking, uh, and I hear some blasphemy. Well, motherfuckers saying that Terrence Crawford can actually beat Errol Spence. Where are, where, where are these guys at? Where, where are we getting them from? They, no they're all in Crawford camp. Uh-huh. They all are You must be from Texas. No, I'm from Alabama. Oh, oh okay. I'm a Deontay Wilder fan. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, okay. Hey, I, can't, I can't wait. I can't wait till they fight. <laughs> so, like, I just want to see what everybody's going to say when, when Terrence beat freaking Aerosmith, dude. I just can't wait just to see everybody's like, reaction. It, oh, it disappears of all of this things. Like, everybody's going to disappear. I'm betting on the knockout. Be excuse. Can I give I'm you an excuse? I guarantee you everybody's going to make an excuse. That's why I hate <laughs> that Errol Smith got in a car wreck because that's going to be the excuse when he get beat. That's going to be the excuse. Oh, man. Because if he didn't get that car wreck, he would have beat him, though. If he didn't take that time, he would have You can't use that excuse if he... You can't use that excuse if, if he uh, if he beats Danny Garcia, though. Can I give you my reasons why? Hey. Here's, here's what we're going to hear after Spence beats Crawford. We're going to hear they waited Crawford <laughs> out and he was too old. Crawford was out of his prime. There's going to be a simple GIA. You don't hear nothing. Okay. Oh. Hey, can I give you reasons why? The, the crazy part is I know both of them, and I've trained with both of them. So it's like it's not because Terrence is my dude, or I don't know what Errol Spence can do. Because I've trained with Errol Spence, but I just know that Terrence Crawford is a different animal. I spar with both and everything. Hey, like I know he's a different me, animal. Me he's a different quick, animal. Let me get my reasons why. Hey, hey, real quick, to my brother. Real quick sure. About Terrence Crawford, right? Like back in uh, March when they had the press conference uh, with uh, Shakur Stevenson and all of that. And Terrence Crawford was there with, like, his family and everything. And he had, like, a little uh, confrontational source. I think it was, like, his boy or something like that. And when I see him, like, headbutt the dude, I'm like, yo, Terrence Crawford, one crazy MS, bro. Like, like <laughs> he, he, he can be cool, but he, he, he crazy. Like, you got you to gotta deal with a dog when you're dealing with Terrence Crawford. I'll just tell you that. Dude, yeah, he, this dude is different, and, and he got a different level of strength, dude. This dude got he got a different level of strength, man. Because like even sparring, like I, I far with 
I sparred with Andre Ward. I sparred with Latif Coyote. I was I was sparring with these big hitters and stuff, and nobody, I still nobody has hit me like Terrence hit me. And that's me being a being a light heavyweight, super middleweight. Yo, can by I the way, hey, uh, hey, Steve. Oh, thank you. Because why physical being like physical in the clinch and all that shit, Terrence wrestle all that damn dudes a different. He's a different animal. Can I get my brother? Hey, brother, can I give you my reasons why? Because you said that everybody, everybody's reasons are the same. Go ahead, Mike. All right. Yeah, what's your reasoning? Okay, so Terrence Crawford, in the last fight that he fought against Mean Machine, what happened the first five or six, uh, five or six rounds in terms of why it was it was so difficult for him to get to Mean Machine? What happened? It was never difficult. <laughs> so I don't know oh, what the hell you're talking about. I don't know. I wasn't. Oh, my God. I didn't was, it was difficult. The dude used difficult. the jab <laughs> against Terrence Crawford. The dude got to the punch before Terrence Crawford because Terrence Crawford was throwing looping shots instead of him throwing straight shots. Every in the time. Jose Benavidez, in the Jose Benavidez fight, what took Terrence Crawford so long to get Jose Benavidez out there is because Jose Benavidez shot we're getting to Terrence Crawford's head a lot quicker than Terrence Crawford's faster shot. We're getting to Jose Benavidez. And, okay. And other, and you know, how many rounds do you think yeah, these guys? Yeah, you know, how many rounds? Do, how many rounds did Mean Machine and Jose Benavidez win against Terrence Crawford? Uh, uh, Mean Machine is debatable. How many rounds? How many, he no, won. I said he was winning quite a few. I said how many? Let me win, finish. Win. Let me finish. Yeah. I don't remember. I had okay. to watch, I had to go back and look at my uh, my my uh, fight breakdown, and I'll I'll answer that later. But so what okay. I'm saying is, did we see? Did so we say, we say, let me let me finish, let me finish. So we say, Errol Spence is one dimension. What the fight showed me with um with uh, Garcia is that I thought he was one dimensional first, but he wasn't trying to necessarily knock Mikey Garcia out. He wanted to box and use you know, the one-two, mostly the one, and control Mikey Garcia with the one, which lets me know he is sophisticated enough to win a fight with his jab, which is part of the reason. I got to remember exactly what he did in the Sean Porter fight, but I think part of the reason Bro, other than him every being top five, Every top five, five what's way right now would beat Mikey Garcia. Uh, You're right. <laughs> every, but I'm just, I'm every top five, five what's way right now would be Mikey Garcia. You're right. But what I'm saying is, Listen to what I'm saying. So what are you is talking about? Ailment, is an ailment for okay, Terrence wait, Crawford. Wait, wait, I, I'm only speak, using this to say what's an ailment for Terrence Crawford. Someone hitting Terrence Crawford with straight shots to wait until either they get tired or when he can get to round five and then crank up the level. With uh, Kid, Sean you Port, know? With, uh, with um, you believe with Errol, Errol Spence's shots will probably get to his mark a lot faster because he's going to be throwing straighter shots than Terrence Crawford. Now, if Terrence Crawford is that much faster than Errol Spence, then all of what I'm saying might be mitigated. But the reason he why he's that much in trouble is because, which may, which may mean that none of this Dude, might but not look matter. At the, when he look at the common denominator. What's the common denominator? Terrence Crawford's going to get touched a lot early. Errol Spence ain't a guy that you can take a bunch of shots from and then still be moving like you – like you, he man in round six. Why ain't Sean Porter just did it? Sean Porter just did it. Say what? Sean Porter was going to the 11th, 12th round. 
Your point don't make no sense, though. Your point don't make no sense because the common denominator is Bud starts off slow in all of his fights. And, he, and what's happened? He whitewashed him at the end. He knocks him out. That's he stops him. Not, he can't do that. Why can't you do that? Oh, hey, if, 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 if <laughs> Sean Porter was a better technical fighter, he would have beat Errol Spence in the later round because Errol Spence was slowing down. Errol Spence was slowing down. If Errol Spence was a better fighter, like Terrence Crawford, he would have beat him. Errol Spence was slowing down. He would have beat him. Like this. If Errol Spence get the heart to step in the ring with Terrence Crawford, I'm betting no Crawford for the knockout. Say it again. I said if Spence ever get the heart to get in the ring with Terrence Crawford, I'm betting no Terrence Crawford for the knockout. This man said if Spence get the heart. You learn how I broke it down. Tell me why you think specifically what Terrence Crawford does that enables him to knock out Errol Spence. What what does he do? Footwork. That will okay. allow him I can answer that question. Let me answer that question. Let me answer that question. Whoever, whoever, and he'll go to and he'll go to Spence's body. He'll go to Spence's body more than anybody ever went to Spence's body. What was the first thing you said? What was the first thing you said? I said he'll go to Spence's body more than anybody had ever been in his body. Footwork. So what fighter has Smith ever fought and they, and they went to his body, bro? Sean Porter? What, what fighter has Smith ever fought and they went to his body? Sean Porter has Smith. Sean Porter, Sean Porter didn't fucking go to his body. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't need to get all, you know, belligerent. How many times has Smith been hurt to the body, though? Watch that. How many times has Smith been hurt to the body? I've counted three times he's been hurt to the body. What's, I don't what's, even remember um, nobody going Alabama. to anybody, so I can't say. What's Alabama well, man's name? Is his name Mike? Mike Gray. There is his name Mike. Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. listen. Yeah, Mike nobody. Is, nope. Man. Oh, okay. What's what's up, Mike? Nobody's saying Errol Spence is one dimensional. So no, nobody on here. Nobody on here yep. said Errol Spence is one dimensional. He is multi-dimensional. He knows how to space. He knows how to time. He knows how to do a lot of things. He has high-level rank generalship. But with all that said, Terrence Crawford is two levels above him with footwork, with timing, with angles. I mean, are you watching these guys fight? And he can fight their, both their, ways just as effective. He can fight southpaw or orthodox the same exact way. Like, I still, like, he's, I grew up with him. I still don't know what head he is if he left or right. Like, you don't know. Let him think he's yeah, a fighter who who that angle look a lot different when they throwing back a punch that they used to throwing at him. It, it ain't going to – Spence doesn't even want to fight him, so it doesn't even matter. Huh? I mean, if if that's the case, Spence would already be saying, <laughs> give me Terrence Crawford right now. Why Why would they wait? If, that, if he's going to demolish him, why not do it? He tried to wait until – he get he can stack up as much as he can because you know that's probably gonna be one of his last <laughs> fights. Yeah, if Sean Porter hit him that much, how are you gonna say Terrence Crawford is not gonna hit him? If Edgar Kabaliakis can knock Terrence Crawford down, how can you say that Errol Spence can't knock him down? Yeah. <laughs> he did knock him down. Man, Sean Porter, Sean Porter was spinning Errol Spence. Sean Porter was beating Errol Spence to the punch. I mean, come on, man. Don't you, know, don't you know Mikey Garcia got knocked down by Martinez, bro? Don't you know Mikey Garcia got knocked Porter, down? 
Sean Porter even said Terrence Crawford is better. That's his Sean boy. Porter himself. My That's brother. his boy. My brother. <laughs> my brother. <laughs> oh my don't goodness. you know boy? My brother. I, don't I you know Mikey Garcia got knocked down <laughs> by Mikey Martinez? What is the point? Hey, one, what, what's what's the point? My point is, you're what's talking about point? Terrence Crawford got knocked down, knocked down Terrence by. Crawford uh, got knocked down by Gamboa. What's your point? Mean machine, mean machine. He knocked him down. Right, Mikey Garcia got knocked down at, at 130, bro, against Rocky Martinez. Uh, and Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence wasn't able to knock him. wasn't even able to knock him down. So what? Because it, Mikey Garcia was fighting to survive. Mikey Garcia So you don't think? Wait, wait. So you don't think? You don't think? You don't think Terence Crawford is, 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 is at least able to survive against Errol Spence? If, if Terence Crawford is not going to fight, fight. no, Terence Crawford is not a fighter who just is in there to to like live. Do you know how when Adrian Broner fights people, the reason why people don't knock Adrian Broner out is because Adrian Broner evades the whole goddamn time. The reason why Manny Pacquiao didn't knock him out is because he was evading the whole time trying to do counter shots. The reason why Sean Porter didn't knock him out is because Mikey was... Garcia did not get knocked out by Errol Spence. Mikey Garcia was fighting for Congratulations. Survive. Matthew, congratulations. But Mikey can't go 12 with Bud, so now what? I think he can't go 12 with Bud. Why can't he? Mikey cannot yeah, go 12 with Bud. Don't even, don't even Based dream of it, man. Everyone, everyone Stop. Bud, Bud, Bud. Hey. Who has Bud Crawford beat? Who has Bud Crawford beat that has anointed him the, the guy at 147? Because Danny Garcia's, Danny Garcia's resume at 140 is so much better. Heads and heels better than Damn sure than so much Crawford. better. How do we call Damn him the sure so much better. fighter? Okay, but they all lost If Danny Garcia... That's a resume for the losses. Great. So at Danny Garcia can make one forty. If he can make one forty, then we can talk. But he hasn't done anything at one forty seven. Who's what Danny Garcia beat at one forty seven? Danny Garcia's resume at one forty, when he was at one forty, is head over heels better than Terrence Crawford. Terrence Crawford gets anointed because he unified a division that 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 was crowned on the other side by Indungo. Indungo. So who is who is Danny Garcia? Okay, let's go with what you're saying. Who was Danny Garcia's best win at 140? I'll tell you a couple wins. Let me, let me, let me go to uh, boxing. I'm just waiting to hear one. Can I Matisse. hear one, please? He'll say, he'll say that was his best win. At 140, Matisse. <laughs> so that's his best win. At 140, Matisse. And, that, and we're, what Where are we supposed to do about that? How about Give me a second. Give me a second. Oh, Amir Khan. Mir Khan, the guy who never got beat at 147 okay, until he fought Terrence Crawford. Here we go. Um, Nate Campbell, Kendall Holt, Eric Morales, Amir Khan, Zab Judah, Lucas McTeeth. Eric Morales. Wow. Mauricio Guerrero, Lamont Peterson, Holly Molly Nagy. I think Eric Morales was a grandfather when he fought Danny Garcia, but continue. <laughs> Yo. So out of all, so out of all those guys, who were the best? Who was the best win? Best win. And let's look up Terrence Crawford's wins at 140. You heard those names. You heard those names. Let's look up Terrence Crawford's wins at 140. I know he got four belts at 140. He got four belts at 140. Yo, belts don't mean shit. It depends on who you beat. Belts don't mean what do you shit. What mean they don't mean shit? Oh, really? They don't mean shit. Okay, so. Then they don't so Not when he fucking who, beat who him. Who remembers? Who remembers this quote? 
Errol, I want to fight you. Okay, bud, get a belt at 147, and I'll fight you. Yeah, you right. <laughs> right. Okay. Crawford at 140. You know what belt Crawford should have got at 147? The IBF belt. Oh, now he got the wrong belt. Oh, That's what shit. he should have got. He should have got the IBF belt. Oh, now he got the wrong belt. What, what Terrence Crawford <laughs> got... No, let's, let's talk about it. When Terrence Crawford decided to move up to 147, he could have chose any sanctioning body to fight for as the undisputed champion. He decided no, he to fight. Yes, he, yes, he could have. First of all, when Terrence no, he Crawford couldn't. moved up. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me say something. When Terrence Crawford moved up sure. to 147, the number one contender for the IBF belt was vacant. The number two contender slot was also vacant. The number three slot was Carlos Ocampo. Are you telling me that when Terrence Crawford was going to move up to 147, the IBF would have put him behind number three, Carlos Ocampo? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Like, we don't know the boxing business? There was only one chance. Why would he fight? Why would he, can y'all just admit that, that Danny Garcia's red why, why would he fight Why would he fight Ocampo for no belt when he could beat Jeff Horn and get a belt? Because if he would have fought Ocampo, hold on, hold on. If he would have he would have had to fight Spence next. Matthew, come on. Are you being serious? He he went the path of least resistance, and now he's crying years later. I don't want to hear it. He fought the champion. He fought the Uh, guy who beat Manny Pacquiao. What are you uh, talking about? Oh, my gosh. So now Jeff Horn really beat Manny Pacquiao. Now this is this is what, right. so now we're gonna pretend he's like the, he's we the one with the WBO belt. Now hey, we're gonna pretend like the WBO belt. Hey, did Victor Posto really knock out Lucas Matisse? Absolutely. Did Victor Posto really knock out Lucas Matisse, or that was fake? Absolutely, that happened. And Terrence, I oh, think okay. Crawford dominated Postal, didn't he? Yeah, Postal is okay. Can y'all answer my question? Crawford dominated him. He dominated. Victor Postal. Brother, I'm telling you who it is. Victor Postal. Yeah, he did. He did. Victor Postal. No, 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 no. Between Terrence Crawford and Danny Garcia, who has a better resume? At 140. Don't Let's hear them lie. Let's don't care. Lie. Come on. I don't care. They're not. They're nah, not applying you know for the jobs, answer. so I don't care. I just know who, who the better resume is. Do you? Hey, okay. So you're not. Yo, they're not applying for jobs. Do we count Danny Garcia for him doing way more at light at uh super lightweight than we do at um? Then we do parent oh, No, we don't. Because it doesn't work together. Hey, uh, no, real quick, though, uh, we only had like about a minute left, and uh, Steve Nelson had to, uh, you know, step out. So I thank him very much for, uh, you know, being a part of the show. Um, if anyone else wants to call in, uh, right now it's 347. 347- Three three seven five five three nine at three four seven two three seven five five three nine. Um, as far as like this conversation with Terrence Crawford and uh, L. Spence, you know, um, you know, like I said, both of them know how big the fight is going to be, so they're going to see if they can set up this fight to be for I feel the undisputed welterweight championship of the world. So with that being said. It's going to be a little bit of a time before that fight happens because, one, that fight with uh, Danny Garcia, that was originally planned to be Spencer's next fight before his accident. So they were supposed to fight in January of this year. So 
I think that kind of uh, that promise is still out there for uh, Danny Garcia. So Errol Spence is going to have that fight with Danny Garcia, and then after that, we'll see what he does next. Most likely, it'll be against Manny Pacquiao. Uh, and then yeah, after okay. that, you'll have the fight between Spence and Crawford for the Undisputed Welterweight Championship. Um, that is um, pretty much at the overtime session of the show. Um, I'm not sure, like, if there's, like, anything else um, that I would, you know, want to go through. Um, I did say that this is basically the fifth uh, anniversary of this podcast. Um and you had the president of the Deontay Wilder fan club talk about, I am the biggest <laughs> Deontay Wilder hater in the planet. But uh, yep. I just want to take time out, you know, real quick to thank everyone that has been part of this show over the course of five years. Um, y'all are basically the show for me, man. Uh, I, I just put it out there for y'all to talk boxing and, to, you know, get boxers in the arena to, you know, talk about what they're doing in the sport. And, you know, while I've, you know, done this particular podcast for five years, it's opened me up to, you know, doing other things as far as, like, covering events and, and that type of thing. So it's been a, uh, you know, a real um, pleasure to, you know, do this uh, for this long, and hopefully I'll be able to do it for another, you know, five years or so, um, you know, long after this, man. So, like I said, I thank, you know, all of y'all for being a part of it. I thank, you know, the guests, like I said, Steve Nelson, uh, who, who was uh, on here. I've had, you know, previous guests, Jamel Herring, Riddick Bowe, Shannon Briggs, Austin Trout, uh, uh, Gary you Russell forget Jr., the one important one. Raquel Miller, uh, Tika Hemingway, um, you know, uh, Gary Antoine Russell. Uh, I've had, like, a lot you know, over the course of, you know, the five years or so. So, I mean, it's been, you know, a very, you know, great experience uh, to have this out there, man. Uh, just, you know, one of y'all uh, quick comments on this uh, here before I move forward. Who, who, who was your favorite guest that you've had on the show? Uh, my favorite guest? uh you know who my favorite guest is? Actually, Coach it's Roy. Nate Campbell. It's Nate, Nate Campbell? Campbell. Oh, God. Nate Campbell. You just saying that because he wants to fight me. <laughs> That's because he wants to fight Clarissa Mills, man. You know Rick Glazer, your, your favorite <laughs> guest on this show. You know Rick Glazer, your favorite guest on this show. <laughs> Hey Matthew, what, Matthew, what's the Stop best it. what's the best uh, boxing group on Facebook these days, you guys? The best boxing group? Come on, man, boxing update. All right, no, I just want to make sure because we got something special for boxing update tomorrow. Jr., what you got any other groups that you want to uh, give a shout out to as far as Facebook boxing groups? Well, I mean, uh, you know, Matt said, you know, boxing updates. Uh, you have intelligent boxing. Um, you know, I did start up, you know, one for the boxing source. Uh, you know, you do have, you know, others out there, you know, like, um, you know, like, <clears throat> what is it, um, like boxing junkies and then also, 
you know, a few others out there like um, Boxing Lounge, Boxing uh, Lovers Paradise, Boxing Elite. So there's a good amount, you know, out there. But I just, uh, you know, keep keep up with intelligent boxing, boxing updates, boxing source, and you know that you know those uh, groups that are out there on uh, Facebook. Cool, that's cool. And I I appreciate boxing updates, uh, Matthew. If that's if that's you putting that together, man. Congratulations. That's a great job, man. So that's a really good boxing group. Yeah. You know, but um yeah, but you know, for me it's just, you know, like I said, just getting getting um, you know, the name, you know, the sport out there for people to talk about. Um, you know, it's not, you know, what it, what they would say, uh quote unquote niche sport. I mean this this thing has been is one of the oldest uh combat sports in, you know out there. You know, it's been out for hundreds of years. So um, you know, for me to talk about, you know, the art of boxing is, you know, one thing that I like to do. And having conversations like, you know, we've had uh today with uh you know, like with Steve Nelson and the whole conversation about uh Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford um, is among, you know, some of the best out there. Um, and, and also having, like, you know, moments like, um, what is it, the, uh, the uh, like, the attendance report uh, for for uh, Wilder versus Fury 2, uh, like the update that Matt gives us for the attendance for that. Um, and also <laughs> another one of my favorite moments was December 8, 2019, when it was official that Matt lost that bet of a state oh, dinner come on. <laughs> Anthony Joshua <laughs> beat Andy Ruiz Jr. for the unified heavyweight title. And I got that steak dinner. That was great. <laughs> <sighs> well, it's like Rasheed Wallace says, the sun shines on a dog's ass even one time a day. So that was your day <laughs> for you to be right, Jr. Damn, thanks. Oh. Thanks for reminding me about basketball, Matthew. I'm recording the last. Yeah, I'm recording that right now too. Yeah, yo, man, yo, uh, it's uh, been great, Jr. Yo, yo, Jr. Before before I yeah. before I get out of here, uh, I had came late, so uh, I, I really want to hear uh, Stephen Nelson, you know, talk about about his career. I didn't really hear him. What he had to say? Did he say anything about you know when he'll have a title shot coming? Uh, nah, he he was like kind of um, you know, seeing if he go along uh, his uh, career slowly. Um, see if he has like something coming up when uh, things pick back up uh, here this year, and then you know just rolling with Bowman as far as like what his next direction is going to be going into twenty twenty one. Um, he did, you know, say that he would be open to facing the likes of a Callum Smith uh, there for uh, his title. Um, but with him being the current NABO super middleweight champion, that puts him, you know, directly in the rankings for the WBO champ, uh, Billy Joe Saunders. And Billy Joe Saunders don't have that fight with Canelo Alvarez. So, hey, I mean, maybe that's not okay. chance that he could fight uh, Billy Joe Saunders. No. Oh. Okay. I'll be looking. I'll be looking. I'll be checking him out, man. Looking forward to seeing him in the future. Man. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt on that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, well, cool, cool JR. Great show for five years. I got to get out of here. But uh, you're going to see some announcements tomorrow um, in reference to uh, some boxing things for me tomorrow. All right, guys, no doubt. Thanks for calling in, Charles. All right, JR. All right, everybody. Else. All right, peace. Take care, Charles. Yeah, um, I'm trying to, you know, figure out what else, uh, you know, was out there for, you know, the course of the, you know, past 12 months. Um, I got something to say. I got something to say, JR. All right. How you feel about Deontay Wilder's injuries being consistent with somebody who got hit with a with an open fist? With a closed fist, whatever it's called. His wounds being consistent with that. How you feel about that? The injury that Deontay Wilder talked about was with his arm. I haven't seen him talk anything about, you know, what happened, you know, as far as like his head is concerned. About what? Because he was, because a few weeks ago, he was talking on the, uh, what was that, the PBC podcast. And that's the only thing that he mentioned was that he, he had an arm injury in that fight against Tyson Fury. He didn't say anything else about any other injury. How you feel about that, Matt? Yeah, uh, president of the Deontay Wilder fan club, how do you feel about that? Man, Wilder got hit in the back of the head. He going to get a title Talking about that, man. He's going to get a title back. What I want to know uh, is what are your thoughts? Yo, yo, Matthew, on, you, you said you the, uh, you the admin of Boxing Update, right? Yeah. That's what messed I up. You didn't invite me to your group. You didn't invite me to your group, man. Got, That's cool. I'm going to join that group. I'm going to join that group. I can't even find you on Facebook. Matt, you keep saying this shit. We friends, man. What, what you mean you can't find me on I Facebook? Know. I can't find you, though. I don't know why. It's like you don't post My name anything. is Michael Graydon. I know name. your name. See your name come up once where you wrote this long fight recap. I write them every, 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 every time I got a fight, Matt. But I, I need to know your thoughts on what the UFC did this weekend and would or should it be applied to, to boxing. They would lose money, so do they really want to do that when they count in so much of the gate, like helping to pay the fighters? Matt, that's a good come question. On, Matt. You know, you know I don't watch UFC, man. So you know I don't. You know I can't answer that question. Hey, I ain't watch it either, but I did see Stephen Espinosa expose them because they made all the fighters and all the reporters. The referees, everybody that was in the the facility, they made them all sign uh, contracts that they couldn't disparage USC as it pertains to the COVID-19 thing and the testing. They weren't allowed to talk about it, and they had to sign away their right to sue in the future if they get sick. Why don't boxing do that? Since everyone loves USC so much. Well, yeah, like I said, I don't, yeah, I don't roll with UFC. I, I guess, you know, uh, was Dana White or Zufa or whatever it is, try to, you know, wash their hands of, of this whole thing if, you know, uh, something else happens or something happens after these fights take place. But, I mean, what do, what I wonder guys, if the, uh, the, 
big names in UFC that fought this weekend? I don't know what's the big name in UFC because I don't watch it. I only know Conor McGregor. Yeah. Well, they said, like, uh, Ferguson was supposed to be the guy to fight Khabib later on down the line, but he ended up getting beat down. So that's the only thing I know about. I mean, those guys' purses was probably three hundred thousand and shit, man. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'd be hard for it'd be hard to put, you know, the top. I mean, low level boxers, you could probably make some shit happen with them right now, with no people yeah. in the crowd. Yeah, but I when mean, we get to talking about the champions and shit, it'd be a little bit tough right now. Yeah, they, but yeah, I say the what boxing needs to do. The higher level guys don't want to do it. Isn't there some states where everything is like going to be like completely open, like? Ain't, like uh, Atlanta, Vegas, like everything is supposed to be open in some of those states, right? Well, no, Florida's not, trying to completely, completely open. open. I mean, they, well, well, Florida is trying to open up barber shops and hair salons on Monday, so I don't know how far that's going to go. They've opened the beaches up, uh, and they said like, yeah, they, yo, I mean, hair they salons. Hold, they could hold, hold some events in Florida, some boxing events in Florida, since they letting everybody. You know, do, do what they do. They they going back to regular. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I I just think that you know, with the smaller scale fighters, they should you know at least try to. I would have felt like they would try to push them out first. If people are like you know clamoring for live you know sports action, why not have the you know smaller uh, fighters out there and put them out? And have them fight, and and give them a shot to be featured on TV. Cause you you get them on the B roll. They don't they don't make it on TV when once these you know fight cards you know happen on the regular. So why not have them on TV at some you know capacity now? Uh, you don't need a crowd for them because usually when you put them on, they don't have much of a crowd anyway. So why not put them on TV? So that people see see them and see their talent. So guys like Terrence Crawford is what you're saying should be put on oh, since they don't grow up crowd anywhere. Here we go. Here we go. Come on, man. Stop it. Stop it. Oh goodness, man. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much uh, you know what I got, man, uh, for this particular episode. Um, like I said, I thank all of y'all for calling in. Uh, for this particular episode, we're going to get right back at it. Uh, Nate Sweet, May 17, 2020. Same time. Uh, this will be available uh, on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify On Demand uh, later on. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, like I say at the end of every show, point of boxing is to hit and not to hit, not to send and trade. On that note, folks, I'm out. Have a good evening, everybody. Bon baby. Peace.